Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and this week Hyundai and Land Rover and McLaren. Forgive me if I'm not very relaxed during this. As we speak, my car is in for an MOT, and I always find that a nerve-wracking thing. Oh, is it? Which one? The Porsche. Oh, which hasn't been used for about a year. It's, yeah, well, it's, yes. Did you take it for, because I do enjoy taking my cars for an MOT that's about 20 miles away, because in that 20 miles you do, I do up to temperature, bit of trail braking, couple of emergency stops and then i I tend (laughs) to do a sort of full suite of driving techniques do you not do that but then what do you do you just have to wait with the car while it's moted oh yeah i never leave a car i'm not a twat why would you not but because i don't trust people no i don't trust people never i have taken it to a place around the corner that i do trust because the guy is big into 911s and indeed defenders and He's um, crackers. Yeah, I do trust him. I'm not going to. There's nowhere to wait in his place either. You'd have to stand outside. It'd be weird. That's what. That's what I do. No, I do that. Really? No, I do that. I drive the car onto the ramps. Really? Oh yeah, shit yeah. They let you do that. Well, I just do it. So is this why you don't leave your car? Because I don't. That's why I don't do valet parking. Valet parking's for absolute mugs. You are asking for trouble if you do valet parking. Because it just means you're going to be punished for being fundamentally lazy. I mean, valet parking's quite rare here, isn't it, in this country, relatively. Like, in America, there's loads of valet parking. And Yeah. Well, but... and look what's happened to America. <laughs> it's all because of valet parking. It's all because of valet I couldn't parking. be bothered to walk 50 metres from valet my car. Valet parking's not COVID-friendly for a start, but also it's just... It's I don't true. know. I don't have a particular problem with valet parking, but I suppose, I, I mean, mm, depends on the car. Yeah, you see, I just, I'm very funny about, like, who I leave my car with. Now, a full restoration is different because I will have vetted the company heavily. So I know that the work that will be done is going to be done to a to a standard and the car won't be driven. But driving my cars mm. is sort of different. I'm very precious. Very yeah, particular. no, I am with you there. But, but when it comes to the MOT, the MOT place is not literally but almost around the corner and so it would be weird to wait because I could just walk home and wait for the call which is what I'm doing now so um the car's yeah, in there you... I know they're busy this morning so I'm not expecting it to be done straight away but on the other hand <laughs> sometimes they are this place is weirdly brisk like they just rattle through MOTs and remember when I had that Jeep Cherokee well, which was definitely sounds... not a perfect car and yes. there was definitely, you know, the, I felt like the brakes were perhaps could have been better. And when they MOT'd that, it was like I dropped it off. I, w- I walked home. I barely got through the front door. And they rang me. I went, yeah, it's passed. And I was like, but 
But, well, but, I was just about to say, this is the thing. The MOT is only, it's only 45 minutes. If a company says, yeah, yeah, bring it in in the morning and we'll have it done by the end of the day, I go, no. When do you want to do the MOT? <laughs> I have to know. Is it what, 3.10? Is it 2.15? Is it 10.45? Because I'm, I'm not just casually leaving my car with you for the day. That doesn't happen in Johnny's world. That doesn't work. I don't, I don't buy that. And you're talking to a guy that doesn't even have good cars. I mean... If I had a 911, I, I, I would just be stood behind it at all times, watching what everyone was doing when they were getting in and out of it. But I I've trust had, this guy, and he does have some quite fancy cars. I'll tell you what he had in when I dropped dropped the 911 off. He had a beautiful 500 SEC, 80s one, a 126. Oh, yeah. He has some really I, nice cars in. Like, not just sort of flash new things or newish things, but like he has quality some interesting retro. old stuff. Yeah, and there's, there's a, he's got a Jensen Interceptor in his yard at the moment all sorts of, of nice just funny you should funny you should mention the sec roadhouse spec i um you know when we did that video which is i think the most successful smith and sniff video we've ever done this the field of dreams yes walking around in the the absolute driving rain on yeah. the side of that hill looking at shoddy pieces of car shite um that that we did that um two years ago was it two years was it, ago? Oh, no, was it, no, it was uh, a year ago. It was a year ago to the day. You know when your phone says, oh, you did this exactly 12 months ago. Oh, that's right, because it was just before we sort of lurched into just lockdown, before, wasn't it? Yeah, it was before coronavirus Because we had known. to put a disclaimer on the front of the video going, this was filmed yeah. before now. That's so right. That people so didn't we, complain. It was, it's 12, today is 12 months to the day, I think, that we filmed that. Crikey. And do you, do you remember how, how much fun we had? Yes. It was. I mean, it, it was, was hilarious. It was hilarious. Was it? I brought a couple of pictures. Of, do you remember the escort van that the front had actually fallen off of? It's which which it then sold for off? actual cash money, which seems extraordinary because it just <laughs> looked like total shit. Well, it was it's, it was retro Ford tax. The front had actually fallen off like a like a nodding horse, like a a hobby horse. It just gone off um, around the strut towers. I've just looked this up, and that Field of Dreams video uh, has done is on two hundred seventy-five thousand views, which, for the relentless underachieving standards of our channel, is really good. For us, that's amazing. Given I mean, that I know you sort of you you bang that out on a late <clears throat> break show vid every week, don't you? But Smith and Sniff is a is a is a less popular place well, well also i yeah i we actually put time and effort into uh, like keywords and. You know, the oh. science of YouTube, but whereas back then you and I, we we didn't we didn't do stuff like that, did we, Rich? No. I'd like to do stuff <laughs> like that again. Still don't understand. I don't. I don't understand how all that shit works. So that's probably why our videos don't do very well. It's one of the reasons why our videos don't do very well. Um, <laughs> Would you? Do you want a list? Is yeah, it I'll a, add it to the list. It's like a Dua Lipa song. One. It's just <laughs> not very SEO, good. So don't bother two, watching it. Bit weird. Three. <laughs> boring. Um, <laughs> uh, just hang on. I was going to see if that's that must be our top rated video. Um, I think it's most viewed. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, it will by a mile. The next one's only at one hundred twenty-two thousand, which is the when we tested the new Jimny. Funny enough, I need to. I know this is. It sounds terribly egotistical, but I need to re-watch one of our videos. That um, does sound a little bit egotistical, but for work reasons, because I've currently got um, one of the four-cylinder Toyota Supras. You know, there's a new four-cylinder one. 
um, yes outside that i've got a test have you write about yeah and i was suddenly like what did i think of the six-cylinder one. I seem to remember I sort of liked it but couldn't see the point, but I need to check some details. I thought, oh, I'll rewatch the Smith & Sniff review. And then, and then I started thinking, actually, that might not help because we very rarely stick to the fucking point in those videos. So I'm going to have a little watch, like yeah. see if I can can kind of piece together some more information about what I thought of it. I mean, I have a, I have a vague memory of it. Um, I'll tell you, tell you what we... Um from memory, the 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 Supra, the normal Supra, the six pot. Mm. I think I I like that car. I think it's I think it's really good. It's it's kind of weird that it's only a two seater when you think it, it probably probably should have made it um, a, a two plus two or something. But that's not not a big deal. I think the biggest deal is the fact that it it didn't come with a, a manual option, and I think that was a big oversight for especially for. For Toyota, because basically the GT86 is 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 cheap, much cheaper, like less than half price when it was on sale. I know it's just gone off sale, but um, and and probably more engaging and satisfying ultimately. Um, and so you kind of go. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that you could um, get could for the same money. That's the problem. Yeah, well, I know the, Al- the Alpine. Yeah. Got the Alpine. You got a, a nice sorted Cayman or a Boxster. Um, and then, yeah, and then you get to that, and you sort of go. Uh, yeah, you could have a Stage Three Cosy, probably. No, you couldn't actually. No, not that Cosa. For that kind of money, you probably couldn't actually. Fuck me, your um, your last video on um, well, not your last one actually, but but the that one where you did that brand new classic Mark II Escort. Mm. Has got has got as many views in less than a week, pretty much, as our Field of Dreams most successful Smith and Sniff video ever has in a year. So, um, well, I'm trying to I'm trying to do YouTube professionally, Rich. I don't know if you're aware of that. I, but, I am uh, aware of that. <laughs> I'm trying to hit it hard and but yeah. do it with well, integ- integrity. A little bit of classic, a little bit of spokes. Uh, a little bit yeah. of future tech, you know what I mean? Spots. I have to say, I've really fallen for that car. I found out. I spoke to a guy last night actually that watches the the channel, and he's ordered one. He watched it on. He said I watched it on Saturday late morning over brunch, mm. and then I sent them an email uh, that afternoon mm. with my wife's consent, and then I was on the phone Monday morning specking it. I was like, oh gosh, that's so cool. That's Crikey. so so cool. I know. You should it's be cool, getting a cut it? of that. I don't should be getting a fucking cut of that. I will, <laughs> I will come down. I will go over to Wales and I will fucking cut you if you don't give me a cut of the cut of the price of the cut. Right, you don't. Look now, look, guys, listen, look, guys. guys look, what's up, look. guys? Since we sort of started talking there about cars, I realise we've played a bit of catch up because we totally glossed over last week um, that new. Um, McLaren Aorta or whatever it's called oh, we were yes, going to talk about is. and then we sort of got to the end and forgot and well, there's Ooh. a new Nissan Qashqai as well if you're interested in that and then uh, yeah. this last week there's uh, the Land Rover Defender V8 came oh, out oh yes uh, so I, I thought we well, and the, um, touch on some of these things and Gordon Murray's track day version of the oh, T50 yeah just let's start with that. that let's start with that only because um I thought that the T50 was is really interesting, and I like the look of it. And it's you know it's it's Gordon Murray, so 
he's, you're interested. He's, yeah, because he's a legend, a lightweight mm. legend. Um, he is, or a legend yeah. of lightweighting. I don't know. Uh, and <laughs> um, that's all fine. The T50S, the track-only version, I am so not interested in it that you can't even see my interest with a telescope. It's like I just don't give a toss, and I can't, I can't fully explain why. It's just sort of... I don't well, get the I, point of it. I think I know why. Are I you think are you interested in it? Not not nearly as much. No, not nearly yeah, as I'm much. Glad it's not just me. Um, I think it's because you um, to 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 the to the everyman. And when I say the everyman, let's just say someone that can afford a supercar, but but isn't like a well rehearsed hot driver hmm. necessarily. Um, I don't think you'd probably be able to make it go much faster around a track in the real world, and yet. The road car would always be far better at all the other stuff you want to use it for. That's assuming you would buy a car like that and ever use it, because there's an awful lot of these cars which get squirrelled and put into Swiss vaults and, I don't mm. know, um, given as backhanders to crippling governments or whatever. But um, well, <laughs> that I don't did know happen with that. What was that Lamborghini? Um, was it the Reventon? The, yes. The, like 25 off Lamborghini and they... They tried to sell it only to valued customers who'd bought lots of Lamborghinis and were trusted and things. Lovely, and one of them had ended people. up in the hands of, um, I can't remember which country is the dictator. What, of like President really, Assad? Yeah, really unsavoury guy. Um, I can't remember his name now. But, yeah. <laughs> Kim iffy, Jong. Really iffy. Yeah. And um, I, I just... <laughs> when when um, limited run cars go wrong... Uh, I, don't, I do think I do think supercar as supercar manufacturers like Pagani. I know we've we've joked about that in the past. They all make incredible engineered vehicles, but because there's that element of belendery atta- attached to the attitude when you see a supercar go by, there's people who really don't like you just because of what you're driving. Why? As we move into a more coach-built um, world, probably again with mm. small cars. Why don't supercar manufacturers just offer all of the supercar underpinnings, but with just a different body? I don't know. Why? Why can't we just do that? Maybe you can. Wouldn't it be really? Well, you imagine if you just go, uh, Gordon. Look, I love the T50s. I think it's a wonderful piece of engineering. I tell you what, I'm going to do. The last three minutes of your uh, last three years of your aerodynamic studies. Let's just throw those all away. And could I put? Could I put the body shell of a, an Audi 80 on it, please? Is that okay? Sort of <laughs> early 90s, so aero, aero era. And he would just look at you and go, it's okay, I will pay the, I'll pay the, pay, I'll pay what it takes. It's absolutely fine. Uh, I do want it warranted. Uh, can we make that happen? And therefore, the exclusivity box is ticked because all these people want exclusivity. You go, oh, well, you're the madman that did that. Oh, yeah, I am the madman that did that. <laughs> you know, in the same <laughs> way that... that guy with that really fast, <laughs> really fast Audi 80. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, really, or oh, what about it? What about when when Renault did that Aspas F1, which people talk about because it was so cool. Yeah. Imagine if you just could buy a car like that that was row legal. <laughs> but it was based on a Pagani Huayra. And you just go, I've got I've got I've got a Huayra Aspas mashup. And yes, it's fine. I had to pay an extra three million quid for it, but it doesn't matter because I'm Ralph Lauren. Yeah. As you can tell, because I've got a I've got yacht decking for a forehead. So I'm <laughs> <laughs> so I'm incredibly smart casual at all times. Hi guys, I'm a clothes designer. 
and I absolutely love the variety and character of clothing. And that's why I wear the same black jumper every day of my life. Yeah. I'm something of a style icon, and yet, if you look closely, I'm basically wearing beige chinos all the time. (laughs) I don't understand why clothes designers wear really boring clothes. It's like, are you trying to tell us something? Maybe it's like a blank, blank canvas. Blank canvas, just you know. Oh, what it's like a um, you got to cleanse the palette, yeah, um, because otherwise it'll taint your opinions and Mm. choices that day. If you wear, if you were to wear magenta chinos to work, everything suddenly changes. Yeah, Um, I wonder if you know Ferrari do that um, that that thing that like Eric Clapton had a a car made that was supposed to be inspired by the old um, Berlinetta boxer. Oh yeah, and um, then. I just wondered if you went to Ferrari and you went, yeah, I'd like I'd like to have something based on the 488 Pista chassis, but I would like it to look like an Austin princess, please. Oh, they don't. would tell you to piss off. Oh, my gosh, I'd absolutely love that. You know I would. That's why you've said it. And it hey. would be... Uh, Ferrari, Pin and Frini is very, very proud to be associated with the Princess of Hearts project. Um, <laughs> this is... <laughs> it's a full for, carbon fiber for an shell. unnamed lunatic who has more money than sense. Yes. Uh, it's an extremely fast Austin Princess. Hey, actually, talking um, of new cars that we're going to ham-fistedly try and round up, that electric Hyundai that came out oh, the last I- week. I- Ionic 5. Ionic 5, I- which I- does I- sound like some kind of 1970s uh, stop-frame animation. Or, <laughs> or it maybe, does. maybe a cartoon. It's when trouble calls, you need the Ionic 5. Do you remember Ulysses 31? It was a strange early 80s cartoon. The Ulysses. um, Yeah, that involved, yeah, that involved kind of dead people or people in suspended animation and it didn't fully explain why they were never going to wake up. It was actually quite traumatic for a kid, but I think that was a staple diet of sort of 70s and 80s cartoons. They were very troubling Mm. and not appropriate for the audience, but they they greenlit them anyway. Some of that Hanna Barbera stuff from the late sixties, uh, early seventies, was quite trippy. Oh, it's for reasons you could probably figure out that they were based in California and it was the late sixties. But it's uh, yeah, they're quite. Some of them are quite zany. If but then maybe that's it. After that came the darkness, which led us into the eighties. I don't remember well, Ulysses being called Ulysses Thirty One though. I think it was Ulysses Thirty One, and I don't know whether it's anything to do with like WD Forty. Was it like the thirty-first version of a, of a cartoon that got commissioned? Hang I on, love me... that about WD Forty that they they they, <laughs> they got to thirty-nine experiments and it still wasn't working. And they were <laughs> oh, let's just give up. No, let's give it one more try. And oh yes, it it is Ulysses Thirty One. Yeah. TV series from 1981 to 82, so obviously massively wow. successful. and short-lived. And uh, it was based in the 31st century. Oh, of course. Yeah, well, there we go. So you, But I just remember it being really troubling, uh, ah. unnecessarily dark. I didn't expect to, to, to talk about this uh, in today's Smith & Sniff, actually. Ulysses Quite what it's- hard to comprehend what the... 31st century would be like because that's a thousand years from now <laughs> and a thousand yeah. years back from here is is the is the 12th century and <laughs> oh there's no sorry it's not it's the 11th century and um 
It's more than a thousand years. Actually, I'm doing my maths all cockeyed because I, I, I can't. I've got I can't 2021 keep mixed up with. I can't anyway, keep it's 1100 years in the future. But if you go 1100 years back, I mean, that's like before the Battle of Hastings. That's before. I, I don't even know what happened in like 900. It's Ulysses just, 31. So, but I if you remember. went to someone in in the, in the 10th century and you went uh, and said, "Now look." This is an iPhone. <laughs> Let me explain how it works. Oh, this old thing. Yeah, uh, this is a Ford Fiesta. I'll talk you around that one in a minute. Their heads would explode. It's incomprehensible. Uh, the, look, oh, yes, no, this this is a, this is an Airbus A320. It just couldn't possibly... These are crisps, by the way. Yeah, these, this, these are, this is a bag of quavers. Again, we'll get onto that. It's, it just couldn't comprehend the, the state of our world. So, no. Oh, what, oh what, these are my feet. The yeah, these first... are Crocs. Yeah. These are just Crocs. <laughs> They'd be like, I don't care about. Yeah, the, I don't shit, care about yeah. the, the television in your hand troubles me. The thing on your feet is what I'm grossly yeah. worried about. Also, what are these tubular fabric items that are encasing your legs? Well, these are trousers. Oh Jesus, we've got a lot <laughs> of catching up to do here, my friend. Um, it's not a bad idea for a show. Actually, someone accidentally somehow gets time travelled from the from the tenth century, and they're so unfamiliar with the modern world. I, Although I don't actually know enough about history to know what they did and didn't have back then, but I'm going to say cars, no, <laughs> iPhones, no, trousers, probably not, electricity in any sort of meaningful, useful way, no, fire, yes, houses, yes, but yes, not constructed in the way that we would know. No, different construction. Windows, did they have windows? It's a bit like... It's, there's two things I have to point out. One, when I started talking to my wife about Ulysses 31 ages ago, she went, no, see, that was rubbish compared to Jason and the Wheeled Warriors, and I'd never heard of that. I think I, she's a tad, tad older than me. I had to look it up, but it's, again, crazy Japanese animation where people turn into actual cars or trucks. Mm. It's better than Transformers. Um, and I was like, well, that's 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 right out there. I, I love that. Um and there was something else I was going to say to you, and I've completely forgot what it was. I got so excited about people turning into cars. <laughs> I, oh shit! Was it something well, to do with Jamie and the Magic Torch? No, it, no. I remember my brother used to watch that. In fact, my brother was really good at instantly changing the lyrics to songs. I remember for Ulysses Thirty One, he used to sing Ulysses, Ulysses. He vandalised all the lavatories. <laughs> <laughs> And I, as a, I don't know, five-year-old, used to think that was hilarious. Why I still remember it now is anybody's guess, because it's not mm. important, is it? I don't need to know that. It's not, but the mind is a mysterious thing, and mm. um, it, it's stores, tool. it stores stuff that uh, you don't necessarily want or need. But um, Why are we talking important. about those cartoons? How's that happened? Know. Anyway, well, look, I was going to talk about Gordon Murray's car. Yeah, Gordon Murray's car, uh, not that interested in it somehow. And also, I I find it a bit weird that it's called the T50S Nicky Lauder. Um, yes, I find it tenuous, and I know he said, "Oh, he, you know, he got permission from the family, and it's it's relevant because uh, he designed the fan car that Nicky Lauder drove, and this is a." A car that uses a homage, a, a fan. I don't find that enough of a connection. I find it a bit weird. It's a bit too distant. Yeah, I know it's what you mean. Just I don't know. Not down with that. But you know, not to not to diss Gordon Murray, who remains a 
a low mass legend but it's just you know that's a bit I think that's a bit of a stretch and it doesn't need it it's like it's still an amazing game. I like the I don't like the front view I think it looks like it's lost some of the litheness of the road car but the back where it's got no bodywork yeah. covering most of the the tires and it's got that fan and it's all sort of you know swept upwards I really do strange like. yeah no I know what you mean I know what you mean I I think I, I'm more about the I'm more about the Uber road car. Uh, it, it's like the whole Ferrari FXX thing. It's 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 okay, but it just automatically means you can't. You have to trailer it everywhere. Trailers are a pain in the ass. And yes, or, or you, well, or you as, as we established Ferrari last week, anyone who tows stuff is untrustworthy. And so, um, no, I did. That's not what I said. I, I, I think it's what you were implying, is. though, isn't it? <laughs> anyone who tows stuff is a wrong and it's just the just, ability to tow. It's the it's like the diving watch that can go to a thousand meters, but if you accidentally have a shower and you forget to take your watch off, you're safe. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind yeah. of yeah, comparison. Yeah. Um, well, I was wondering though, if you've got the money to buy one of these t50s's just why yeah why not just because you're gonna have to trade it anyway or get someone to trade it for you but why not just buy a formula ford card or a car or something or or for fuck's sake a caterham or an aerial atom i bet you'd have more fun because you'd be able to use more of the performance and get closer to the edges of grip i mean that fucking gordon murray car with its fan it's mm. going to be absolutely stuck down. But basically, you're not going to be a racing driver if you can afford one, unless you no. are literally Lewis Hamilton or someone who has millions of pounds, in which case you get to drive a Formula One car for your job. So this yes, won't be that won't. interesting to you. I don't think Lewis Hamilton goes to track days. Um, I think if Lewis Hamilton did go to a track day, he'd be trying to hustle a car that just didn't want to go around a track because he would just do it for shits and giggles, wouldn't I'd he? I'd love to think that he'd Lewis Hamilton... He'd just turn up in a disco too. Yeah. <laughs> And still overtake loads and of still, people. That was the thing. He'd overtake, overtake someone in a Gordon Murray in a Gordon Murray T T fifty, and he'd go. Was that just that guy looks so much like uh, he looks so much like Lewis Hamilton in a in an automatic Land Rover Discovery two? Wow, be, he's really oh pressing on with plumes God. of black smoke. It's incredible. Lewis Hamilton Ooh. just trolling track days in a series of absolutely track unsuitable cars that'd be fabulous but that's golden television you'd 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 covert rig the car lewis would probably have you know some 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 different face furniture or something like that or maybe you'd be wearing a fleece so he'd look like someone who'd just been shooting in a field (laughs) uh or whatever you know And, and do you not think that i think that's automatically more fun than turning up in a track day specific yeah. FXX type thing that's I'm not, really I'm not being funny right but there's a bloke just turned up at this track day in what is very clearly an ex-British gas van you can still see where they take the stickers <laughs> off but he's just gone out there and absolutely creamed three guys in Elise's and he looks yeah. a bit like no it can't be yeah wow I'd love to see that Every, but that's every the thing. time he goes, he's got something else that he's just bought off eBay and driven straight, <laughs> driven yeah. straight to the track. Just check the tires, and, uh, and he's. Well, off. He just bought good tires because you know it's all about the tires. Yeah. So he has actually spent money on tires. Yeah, the thing yeah, yeah. comes in running on I don't know Pilot Sport Twos or whatever um, Yokohama Triple Eights. Yeah, yeah. But I had like, a quick yeah. look at it while it was cooling down in the bit lane, and uh, I mean it was on absolutely fresh 
Toyo Triple Eights, but in all other respects, it did look like a Leyland Sherpa minibus. And you could still see what the name, the name of the charity that it once belonged to, written down the sides. Yes, um, it was the it was the Ford Aerostar borrowed from the Freedom uh, Chapel in <laughs> Kentucky, and uh, he's going. He's, he's actually setting a lap record in Laguna Seca. This this is quite remarkable. Um, so what modifications have, have happened to the car? Nothing. None. Just new tires and yeah, tire new tires and pure talent. Yeah. Incredible. But do you not? Do you not, the thing is, is the people then, that buy all those expensive cars could either build the ultimate sleepers for, and this would make it even funnier for stuff like YouTube because you would be able to, you'd be able to troll people on a track day. Yeah, but I like the idea that that Hamilton starts doing this, and then word gets out in the F1 community. Have you heard what Lewis does at weekends? Apparently, he finds a track day, like a Bedford Autodrome or something like that, and then. He uh, he'll go and buy like a, a really old Japanese import Honda CRV off eBay, <laughs> put some decent rubber on it, and then he'll just go out and, and just annoy people in faster cars. And oh, yeah, and then Jensen Button goes, "Well, hang on a minute, this sounds like a giggle. I think I'm going to do that." He's straight on the bay. He manages what's, to what's, buy. What's Button going for? Buttons Buttons managed to uh, pick up a. Uh, Is he going Honda? Old, no. Oh, well, I suppose he could do for loyalty, couldn't he? Would he go for a legend? He's got a CRX Del Sol with a faulty <laughs> electric roof, so it's a bit cheap. <laughs> and so it's it's half up and half down. Yeah, it's, it's jammed. The bootleg is up, but, but he's still on. Do you know what? I'm no aerodynamicist, but I think that might be quite good for downforce, so I'm going to work with it. And he just goes straight <laughs> down to, um, to Cadwell Park to a track day there and absolutely runs rings around a bunch of people in Westfields. And... Um, and then it, it just it becomes rife, and every track day is half composed of current and former F1 drivers in shitters off eBay, all taking the piss out of the punters in their nice cars. This, this is listen, Rich. This is exactly my idea of automotive enjoyment, and you well, know that. Then, then, or, or or people that buy a Ferrari FXX and then immediately book it in to have the body swapped with something else, which would be great. But yeah. Oh, no. so well, I was going to say, since we sort of had touched on that um, Ionic 5, um, that I think from some angles, it has a whiff of the Austin Princess that I mentioned earlier. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's the rear pillar. Yes, the rear pillar. Yeah, and a few people have said first gen, say Ibiza, which I think is 
with the engine system Porsche decal in the back window. Yes. I actually uh, think yeah. that it, it does look a bit like one of those. I haven't seen one uh, for ages, but... I don't... No? I've not seen that. I think it's it's reminiscent of a lot of cars of a certain era, including sort of, you know, you could include like the Mark One Golf and the Fiat 127 and stuff like that, because it's very crisp. It's got a crisp st- style to it, and a sort <laughs> yeah. of quite thick um, CD pillar that's quite sort of raked, and um, it's just it's just quite a nice-looking car, isn't it? I think it's a fantastic-looking car, because it's proof that something can be attractive with few lines... Yeah. And those those sort of eight bit computer uh, video game style front and rear light clusters just work. I just think it's really confident um, with its uniqueness. It's not trying to follow the herd. And as you saw with the Honda E when that broke out a couple of years ago, mm. I think people are instantly um, attracted to it because it doesn't just look like everything else out there. And it's not an SUV. It's it's a it's a good sized car with a big boot. And offering quite a lot of practicality inside, but it's not a bloody great SUV. So I'm kind of I'm interested. I'd like to see. It I'm also in... a bit burpy. I do apologise for that. <laughs> I just um, nice. that's, yeah, I sort of sculled quite a lot of strong coffee, and it was bubbling. Yeah, good. Um, I think that uh, that Hyundai it might be bigger than it looks in the pictures. I it can't is. quite work it out. No, it but... is bigger than it. it's got a three meter wheelbase. I know that much. Yes. So Which is quite it could a big be quite large. It's sort of like it's, it's easy to go. Oh, it's okay. bigger it's than a golf. Like a, yeah, I, I think it's it looks like you go. Oh, it might be the size of a golf, but I think it's bigger, isn't it? But no, yeah. it's a nice looking car. And and Hyundai are sort of quite good at electric cars already, aren't they? All their stuff seems well, as you know from having that that sale for a while. That they all seem to live up to their build range, and I, they drive quite nicely and all that. Well, I'm going to say this. I reckon that Kia, Hyundai make the best non-Tesla drivetrains at the moment in terms mm. of ba- battery and, and b- battery and motor combo. I think they make the most efficient and they seem to be fairly effortless to drive um, with uh, you know, giving giving back pretty good overall efficiency, you know, miles per kilowatt hour. No, I really, I really think so. I think everyone else is, is, is trying hard to to catch up but even all the big german brands and stuff they're not they're not near it yet they're just not no no i really um, i really miss my kia soul i love my soul our our soul as i refer to it our soul the family (laughs) our family soul i do very much like it it's a Uh, good car so yeah i just think i'm sure that'll be a a very good car it's quite interesting they sort of said oh it was inspired by the original Hyundai Pony but I don't think it looks anything like it and that's a good thing because the original no, Pony doesn't. was not one of it was Pony well it was not one of Gijaro's better efforts was it I think he gave it to the assistant or something but um, it was no Stella was it well <laughs> what was I, do you know what that, that's that's what you, that's what you do you say listen Gordon Murray I love the T50S in principle just like it with a, a body shell of a Hyundai Stella, if that's all right. I think that then it would be absolutely on the money for me. Aerodynamically appalling, but everything else absolutely sweet. And then he'd, he'd call you back and he'd go, well, Johnny, we uh, found a Hyundai Stella on eBay to buy so we could measure it up to scan for the shell. And yes. unfortunately, before we could buy it, it was snapped up by Sebastian Vettel so he could do a track day in it for a joke. <laughs> 
<laughs> and this is the problem now with these rare and <laughs> shitty cars that these F1 drivers are just scooping up. They've got the budget to be able to buy them so they can prank of people course. on track days. So. It's the it's the rare but nobody cares adage that I I, I liken it to. Yeah, it's, and that's that you're absolutely right. I can imagine all this stuff, and of course, ex Formula One drivers will come in because they'll be like, "Oh, this is something I could get involved with." They'll be all over uh, it, and then of course, then, not, then the touring car boys arrive, and it all gets a bit crash and bash. And oh yeah, because uh, they're they're like, hand. "Well, you're you're muscling into the full bodied car racing territory now, so if you've got mm. my backup." So so, <laughs> Matt, Matt Neal yeah. wades in in a in a, in a beige Ford Orion base model. Yeah, is um, there a guy in that really rusty Belmont that's going round like absolutely carving his way through that pack of Ferraris? Doesn't he look like Jason Plato? <laughs> yes, it's, it's exactly. <laughs> hey, have you seen? Uh, it was uh, I saw it on Twitter last week. Uh, some people that we know on there I can't remember who originally posted it an ex-police Omega V6 oh gosh so but good but plain clothes police so it was a dark colour was it a plastic trims 3-2 oh gosh 3-2 auto manual oh it was auto was it yeah if it had been a manual I would have had a sex explosion okay. <laughs> we should be quite thankful that it's an automatic I don't mind it being an automatic I think it'll be alright suits the car doesn't it it's a good, and, and it, but the police spec means it had an LSD so oh okay so yeah, yeah they LSD but the... plastic trims and velour seats like super low spec in all kind of trimmings but high spec mechanically where, where yeah. was this Rich where did you see this just asking for a friend on eBay yeah you oh, should definitely gosh. buy it <laughs> no I I can't coupled with the fact that I showed you I shared you that image on I think it was someone had taken a screen grab of Facebook Marketplace I don't go on Facebook Marketplace to me it's it's as dangerous as a, um, a Chinese wet market I um I I saw the Rover seventy five high roofed. Was it a was it a personal ambulance or was it a hearse? I can't no, work it, was, it out. That's got to have been a hearse. It was. Yeah, the, the, the windows were <coughs> feasibly massive. They were six. They were five foot tall and about eight foot long. And but what was amazing, someone had converted it into an Ecto one Ghostbusters car, but it was a manual. So someone had specced a hearse as a manual. Nobody specs a hearse as a manual, do they? No, if and you, you know absolutely what? ride the clutch by accident you've got a bit of jitter going on you know and the coffin like smacks around on the uh the and the pole bearers get a bit of a and from memory rover 75s actually had a little bit of a sharp clutch on them they were quite hard to do a smooth gear change in strangely oh. so because they feel like the kind of car that should be easy to drive really smoothly and they weren't and that's not very stately a hearse should be automatic surely Oh no! I feel like someone's had a couple of final journeys with a little bit of clutch judder. Yeah, this is a frustrated smearing at junctions. Oh, oh no, we've got to do a rush hour funeral. Oh no, don't take the rover. Sitting at um, traffic lights on a slight hill, those hearses must weigh a lot as well because of all the extra metal let into the bodywork and everything. Yeah, and a shed sitting, load of fiberglass traffic, and then having to absolutely smoke the clutch to get going again <laughs> it's not dignified <laughs> I um, <laughs> I do like it though I'm talking well, you when, you, when we were a few weeks ago about your dog car quandary which yes. obviously isn't a dog car anymore it's a, just a really expensive <laughs> V8 Range Rover you tart uh, I did think actually that's brilliant Rover 75 Hearst is a great dog car 
loads of vids for the dog nice and cheap so you could you could rub a mat the back out so it'd be absolutely fine you could vacuum out all the fluff and the whatever dog eggs that would just be so simple <laughs> absolutely love it but I'd look like a total prick also it was really <laughs> long I mean where would I park I know. it and and I know uh, painted up like the Ghostbusters car yeah so you'd look like a total tool in it where you just go to the woods with the dog people think <sighs> you're strange Look, you know what I'm like. Uh, I'd do it, but I don't people have a dog. Are, people it's probably good that I don't have a dog. Strange. Yeah, it's, it's good. To, well, it's good that you don't have a dog because you don't really like dogs. So that, that's... Well, there is that. I, um, I woke my tortoise up two days ago, actually. Um, it's always a troubling time. It's just like it's been asleep for three months without food or, or water. I mean, how does, how does that work? It's just incredible. Um, and now he's up and about, chilling out in the sun and in the front room there. He's enjoying a bit of cauliflower leaf and a bit of uh, dandelion. Just Do great you just animal. Pop it on the radiator for a bit to get him going. I put, I've got a heat light for him and a heat mat, but as soon as the weather's up to temp uh, regularly, he goes out. He'll go outside. Uh, I've still lost the other one. It's a bit troubling. Sorry to bring the kind of the, the jovial chat down a bit, but yeah, we've lost the female. I can't find her. She must have dug down so deeply. I just hope that she survived winter, you know? She's, it, what, Good. dug down in the garden? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've searched for her for hours and hours and hours. I cannot find her. She's been out there since October last year. Jesus. So I hope she's alive. I very much hope she's alive because she's a lovely creature, but I just can't find her. And I guess you can't find her like using one of those fire brigade heat detectors because she's not hot. Because she's not. No, exactly. Because I did think about borrowing one. Um, but like, that's right. That, that's the whole point. They they drop their temperature down and then they go into sort of suspended animation. That's how they survive. I mean, they're in, they're insanely hardy creatures, but they can't survive a frost really if they're too close to the surface. Anyway, not quite as much fun of, uh, as a, a ex-funereal Rover 75 dog cars, admittedly. Uh, but, uh, um, so, so the other one on the list of new cars to try and talk about was the Defender V8, which I, I sort of got a vibe from your social media last week <laughs> that you're not so keen on. Well, it's just a bit odd that, and I know they probably designed it three years ago, but... Um, it just seems a bit odd with all the kind of eco announcements and and Land Rover, Range Rover, Jag needing to sell kind of more efficient cars. Suddenly go, oh, by the way, you can buy a short wheelbase Defender 90 with a supercharged petrol V8. And you're like, what? Really? <sighs> Come on. Yeah, I, I, that, on that note, I do agree with you. I think it does clash. Timing-wise, it's, it's bad timing because it bad clashes timing. with the with the vade map that they announced the other week about oh yeah we're going all electricy stuff and it's just not quite in tune with that is it? But as a car, I think fair enough. I mean, the engine I know it's going to be the car probably, exists. The platform. Yes. I know the Defender is a very modified version of the platform that's underneath the Range Rover and the Range Rover Sport and all that, but. S- but we haven't done sport for a couple of episodes. Uh, sports. Sports. And so I said transit sort of- the other day to my daughter, and I did the proper sort of like turkey neck thing. Yeah. <laughs> and she went, Daddy, what's going on with the neck when you say transit? So it's just it's the way you have to say it. And she just looked at me, cocked an eyebrow, and walked off. Yeah. She's just, yeah, whatever, Dad. You're just yeah. weird. Yeah. Trains! 
Onesies. Ah, I've actually just put my neck out doing it again. Oh, you bastard. That would be six sugars, please, mate. Um, <laughs> so, yes. What was I saying? I don't know. Oh, Do yeah, that v- platform. V8, V8 Yeah, yeah. That, the, the basic, the hull of that car, though it's very modified for the Defender, is, is from other cars, and they already have that engine in them, and the engine already exists. So it's, in development terms, I mean... I don't want to belittle the fact that probably some people devoted a few years of their life to this, but it's a relatively easy and cheap thing to do because all of the bits exist and they already go together in other cars. And, and so it was sort of a no-brainer. So relative to the cost-reward yes. ratio, they've looked at the G-Varg and they've gone, ah, oh, there's enough pricks out there who'll buy a wildly overpowered SUV. We could do that and bung it up for six figures. So it's I think the 110 is 100, just over 100 grand. What? Yeah, but if people are prepared to pay that, I guess because if are I reckon yeah. relatively it's a, you know it's a fairly low cost exercise. So there's a yeah chunk of profit in that, and the profit is needed to pay for all the electrical and hybrids and interesting stuff that's coming up in the future. So fair play to them. I mean, the one thing that yeah. Jaguar Land Rover have sometimes not been great at is making money. So when there's an absolute <laughs> no-brainer like this, I'd say more power to their elbow. And even if it does slightly clash with the message they're trying to put out there, the car itself I th- is, I think, is cash money in the bank. I think when I put the, um, the, the, the Twitter poll out, I was possibly a little bit angry. Um, and... When I when I reflected on it a couple of hours later, I've just looked actually. It had seven thousand one hundred votes. Fifty one percent V eight, forty nine percent EV. Huh. Yeah. Do we think that this would have been a better idea as a full EV? Now, a few people went. Well, what about both? And I've said absolutely both. I mean, look at things like Mercedes AMG. They got a good suite of V eights and stuff. They're going into EV really hard. Um, Audi are doing the same. Lots of manufacturers are like that. However, I think the thing is, is like you could have people are like, oh, they'll they'll bring a Defender electric out in the next five years. It's like five years is too late because in five years Tesla will have done stuff. Rivian will have re- launched their Rivian are probably going to launch their stuff next year in the UK. And if Land Rover aren't ready for it, that's going to shat on them. Because it's not I've, though. It's not because Tesla is still a, a, a small car company, relatively speaking. I mean, I, admittedly, their sort of production numbers are getting around the same size as Jaguar Land Rover. But Jaguar Land Rover is a small car company, and true, Rivian will be nowhere. They don't have the infrastructure. They don't have the brand recognition. They won't sell a lot of things. They won't absolutely shaft Land Rover because people have heard of Land Rover, and, and for all their failings, people still want Land Rovers. That's, That's what true. they have. And yeah. there won't be a Defender EV because that platform's not compatible with full EV, as far as I can gather. And to make it compatible would have cost an absolute shatting fortune. So the VA is an easy win to make some money that pays for them to make sure the next one is totally capable of doing whatever the market wants. Also, let's not forget, you know, the, the, the Defender V8 will not be a big selling car because it's really expensive and because most people don't need it, even if they want it. True. And, but... No, that a is Defender true. EV wouldn't be a big selling car right now. EVs are not. They're climbing, and, you know, it's it's definitely and where it's going because it's going to be mandated. But if they did a Defender EV and it came out today, I bet you it would be, like, less than 10% of overall Defender sales because, for most people, they're still cautious about making the switch. And if you're able to afford a Defender, you can probably afford the petrol or diesel to put in it. So it's not an economy thing. It's more of a, a, a statement thing. It's that you want to show that you're being ecological and what have you but you're probably too rich to care 
<laughs> I know, Rich, that the voice of sense has has spoken. <laughs> I, I suppose I'm just like, I, with the I-Pace being out and knowing how nicely put together that car is and how well it drives, it just seems weird and annoying that there hasn't been more spawn of that in the JLR group in the last The I-Pace two, is two. a weird one, isn't it? That they, they, It's a whole standalone EV platform yeah, it seems like probably cost them hundreds of millions of euros or whatever. Yeah. So, so why not bloody stretch that, stretch the idea it, of that? As far mm. as I can gather, that car will just die, and the the everything about it will go with it. That it's not Which part of crime. their future strategy, unless it's a crime. It's a crime. Reading between the lines on that announcement the other week, it seems like there might be some. Who knows whether there'll be something based on that just to get a an electric car out there fast but it feels like they're saying jag will have its own electric platform and it's implied that that is all new um they've canned the xj they've canned the the, the new xj which is ready to go yeah that's really odd well it is and it isn't i mean it was it was never gonna the old xj was never a big seller in its later years true there's not much to suggest the new one would have changed that just because of where it is you know it's like like Mercedes is going to do a, a, a full-size sort of limo car that's all electric, the EQS, which is coming very soon, but they're not binning off the S-Class, whereas Jaguar just going to put all their eggs into the electric basket, and that probably wouldn't have generated a lot of sales. So I guess they just had to be brave and um, and throw it away, but it's a shame. That is brave. That is really brave. I mean, fucking hell, it's expensive as well because yeah, they put all the money into developing it. And, and the like, car was ready, wasn't it? The car was actually ready for production. It was certainly close from what I could gather, yeah. I mean, it was supposed to have been out already, so it must have been very ready. Because, you know, when you develop a we're not car, talking, there's a schedule. Yeah, we're not talking British Leyland ready. Like, oh, it's not quite ready. But it is ready, though, isn't it? Because we're going to sell it anyway. Yeah. It's not quite like that. But yeah, I'm not Land allowed to v. say that I saw that XJ. Um, Don't say it. Don't say it, Rich. It was quite a handsome thing. And it was a hatchback. But I couldn't tell you that because I haven't seen it officially. Uh, you didn't see it, though, so it's okay. I, I didn't think see it. Been, if no. I'd seen it, I would have known that it had a really nice interior as well. But I haven't seen it, so I can't tell you that. It's just this is all theory. This is it's all theory. Very, chat, very much it, a theory. Yeah. Theory chat. Theory chat. Sitting on the doormat <laughs> as the kids in the playground never chant ever. Um, anyway, I don't think NDAs are that enforceable, are they? But, hey, but let's let's move on to something is else. That, so was, were they from Compton in Los Angeles? They were. Yes, uh, the yeah. non-disclosure attitude. Oh, uh, very much so. And, Very um, much so. They'd love yeah. to sing about it and rap about it, but they can't. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not allowed. Yeah. They're just just going to pop allowed. their album on. Oh, mm, it's just uh, 57 Ooh. minutes of silence. Brilliant. It's, <laughs> it's a bit disappointing. Oh, oh never mind. shit. Um, since we're sort of trying to be on topic a bit, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about was um, that last week or the week before we lost... Um, Bruce Myers. Yes, the bug, the godfather of the beach buggy. Yeah. Yeah, Which, I know. Um, I had a bit of a I had a bit of a moment there actually. Um I remember I remember he used to feature quite heavily in a lot of the mags I worked on in, in the early days of my career with with their called VWs and he was a 
I think I felt a bit sorry for him because he'd kind of been ripped off quite a few times. So he was a man that was full of innovation and ideas. He was definitely a get-up-and-doer mm. rather than just sit there and moan about what he could have done. But the problem was is he went and did it and then other yeah, people just, just went, took yeah, him just for a ride. Him off. Yeah, yeah, it's a real, real shame. He died uh, on the 19th of February, so... Um week last friday but um let's yeah. dedicate this podcast to bruce mayers the um the godfather of, of the beach buggy of the beach buggy yeah he was 94 so. he was yeah he was old he was an old dude but yeah so hanging out on the beaches of california is good for you I oh very much so i think we could have guessed that uh, it, it still just reminds me in my head whenever I look at a beach buggy or think about one, I sing the Thomas Crown Affair music. The, where <laughs> Steve McQueen nearly snaps his neck off jumping over a uh, <laughs> j- jumping, jumping over. A, you see him properly ragged on. What was the name of the lady in it? Is it Faye Dunaway? Uh, yeah. In the Thomas Crown Affair, they jump over a huge dune with a beach buggy with no seat belts and no roll cage, and they both sort of fully ragged on and half expecting Steve McQueen <laughs> to smack his chin on the edge of the fiberglass dashboard but he has to keep a straight face because he's in the middle of filming which really badly hurting we've all done it where you've massively hurt yourself but you've got to prove a point so you've got to grit your teeth and get on with it wartime spirit spec all the time I mean, you're stubbing your toe. It's it, oh god, it's best not to make too much of a fuss. But at the same time, it fucking hurts. <laughs> it's funny because beach buggies. I know, obviously, you are a, an air-cooled beetle enthusiast, and I'm not. But I have driven a beach buggy, and it was really, really good fun, and I liked it a lot. I liked it way more than any beetle I've driven. It's it's amazing how the how, how the same car can be transformed. Really, isn't it? I think it's, it's just there's something very jolly about having no roof or sides that that helps. And it just it's yeah, sort of, it's impossible for a car like that to be serious. So it's sort of funny and amusing. Well, it's it's this sort of equivalent of going to the Burning Man festival and dancing around with load of strangers wearing nothing apart from a really short t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, there's, there's people standing around who are going oh well we're at the Burning Man it's fine it's like yeah but that guy is he is sort of naked apart from a really short ill-fitting t-shirt it's like, it doesn't matter we're at the Burning Man festival he's having look at his face he's having a great time he's got glitter on his cheeks yeah but he's got his dick out I it's think okay. was it the oatmeal you know the oatmeal that cartoon series is, is often brilliant and I think they did a little drawing pointing out the difference between a man wearing nothing but a t-shirt and a woman wearing nothing but a t-shirt with a woman it's somehow sort of playful and sexy oh it's alluring a man does it it's absolutely revolting (laughs) it's so true it's so true (laughs) i'm banned from doing it in the house which is such a shame because i get cold shoulders but i've got absolutely no problem leaving the ding-a-ling out now and again (laughs) what really i I, seriously i don't i I think it's a it is a terrible look for a man (laughs) i think i've i think i've done it without ever looking in the mirror and that's oh, the you thing. see, now that I, I've been told it's unacceptable, I've had we've to got check. a big mirror in our bedroom, and sometimes you know, just getting undressed to get in the shower, and for some reason, the last thing I take off is a t-shirt. I kind of go, "Oh, don't ever do that again." It's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's not a strong look at all. Um, Weren't well, we supposed to have talked about the McLaren um, Aorta oh, that we didn't talk about Atora. last week? <laughs> Isn't that a brand of lard? It's the um, Sextora. 
Yeah, what about it? It's a V6 hybrid. It sort of is the has a look that relates it to the 720S, but it's a bit shorter and it's got those it, buttresses and it's... I don't know, I'm, I'm sure it's very good. The problem I have with McLarens generally is just that they are so fast and so good that they're almost just... I don't know, too much maybe. I just, I, they're they're really really good, but I'm not that good a driver. Yeah, I sort of almost and and I know there. we've said it before. I feel that McLaren's biggest problem is that it, it's punting too many things out in quick succession. Well, I do see the the Aorta as a step in the right direction for one reason, which is they're yeah. given it a name, and I think just a name rather than a, a, an alphanumeric code oh completely it's gives it's it a bit, little bit more personality and i hope they carry on and they just develop a whole range of easily understood names and that i think might help to humanize them a bit i'm with you on that otherwise it's a touch soviet have you noticed that yeah because because sort of soviet era cars were all just code names weren't they yes they didn't have proper names names no it's just you you were part of a car company that that you contacted the central bureau of whatever it was and they uh, it went yes your 4921 is your next that's the name of your next project thank you that's lovely yeah, yeah thank you thank you backing away um <laughs> so uh yeah I, I that helps and that's the thing i'm not i don't want to diss McLaren. they're incredibly impressive and they are really good every, everyone that i've driven i even liked i know some people were a bit down on the um the original mp412c <clears throat> But I, yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was impressive. I liked the sort of some of the, the sort of, um, sensible thinking that went into it. I remember driving it back to back. This is a bit clangy because it's a cool thing that I got to do. But I dr- drove it back to back with a, a Lamborghini Aventador. Did you? And on some quite narrow roads. And the Aventador's a fucking nightmare on narrow roads because it's so big. And I don't really like it as a car. I mean, it's an awful car. It's a great looking car, but I think yeah. it's a, in the thing I wrote about it, the best place to enjoy an Aventador is from another car because then you can yes. see it and it looks great and it sounds yeah. great, but it's not yeah, very so nice to drive. I, I know exactly what you mean. It's, I want to see one turning up at a show and I yeah. want to hear one and one doing a hot lap at Goodwood and going, oh, that's cool. We I saw don't know if one. I want it. The other week we were coming back from somewhere and one was just driving down the road that leads to our road which is not the kind of place you'd normally think to see an event tour. And it was just an incredibly exciting moment. Like, I was as excited as my boy was, and he's six. But seeing a Lamborghini in the wild, particularly a big Lamborghini, is is really exciting. I don't want I, to drive I, one. I don't want to own n- one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, absolutely, I'm absolutely with you on that, I think. They're sort um, of like lions or something, aren't they? I don't want to own a lion. It would be a terrible pet, but I'm really glad they exist, and I'd love to see one in the flesh yeah. again soon so we like supercar joe exotic you don't want to be joe exotic do you no i mean that's the thing those people who collect all those supercars you just go you fucking idiot why would you do that <laughs> and all they're doing is is behind closed doors they're moaning at the fact they've done 12 miles in in their yeah. enzo <laughs> and it's still got to have six cam belts a, a year <laughs> and each one's 40 grand so basically it, just drive it hard because it's cheaper yeah you know you might as well yeah, there's that chap Simon George who um, writes in Evo sometimes. Who's got that uh, Murcielago that he's done? I can't remember what the mileage is up to now, like two hundred thousand miles or something like that. I mean, it's a bit Amazing. triggers broom, but he's he's certainly used it. And fair play to him. 
He probably has yeah. had fewer problems overall than someone who just occasionally gets it out and finds that, yeah, like you say, it's like, oh, I'm afraid it needs an entire new set of brake lines. Just a standard <laughs> service item. Yeah, sorry, but you didn't drive it, so hashtag not bother. Can I just, um, before we get off the subject of McLarens, I'm just going to put it out there. Um, I've only ever driven one, and they never speak to me. They've never emailed me. They've never phoned me. I've well. Do you phone them? Maybe they're. I have for done. Cool. Yes, I have done. I have. I have done in the past, and I. I, I seem to get nothing. So uh, I feel like uh, they obviously value, or they have done in the past. They obviously value sort of uh, in, normal YouTube influencers rather than older ones. <laughs> Uh, and I'm I'm not bitter about it, uh, but I just wanted to put 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 something out there and just say that it's just yeah, I'd I'd quite like to drive a McLaren at some point. It would be interesting, especially as yeah. I think they sort of have a PR problem. Just going to put that out there. Yeah, uh, what with what with what with residuals and all that, you know, uh, it's probably yeah. cheaper than a Land Rover Disco Four right now. Probably they hold yeah. their value. They they do. In fact, a friend of mine's selling a landmark, the very last edition one, if anyone's interested. It's going under. Oh, they're nice, yeah. It's going up for sale in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's handsome beast. Yeah. 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 All righty. Well, um, let's... uh Let's just pull this into the bank once again. Spolt. If you want to get in touch with us and tell us... We're probably due a show in which we read out some... um, listeners emails and messages and things like that and um we did say a few weeks ago it's weird no women listen to this podcast quite a few women have been in touch thank you (laughs) um i'll read out those messages um in uh, i don't know the next show or something if we remember which we probably won't but we will do at some point including one one woman who wrote and went hello i'm one of your listeners and i'm also a no tail which i thought was a remarkable way of identifying myself as a a woman i've never heard that no um anyway so uh we will do we'll but if you want to get in touch in the meantime smith and sniff at gmail.com and if you're feeling generous uh, we have a patreon just search smith and sniff we really do appreciate i really you. appreciate your support support helping us to justify to our wives why we do this um anyway in the meantime i have three things to tell you one johnny has a solo youtube channel called the late break show many excellent videos on there and if you're from mclaren please do give him a call about that two <laughs> i have uh, several books out one of them is called medium-sized book of boring card trivia it's available exclusively on amazon just search for that or sniff petrol you'll find it there and three uh, sloths are surprisingly good swimmers yeah they are they're also just lovely i just I'd love to cuddle one, like watching a really good film, like um, Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> but they've got really sharp claws, haven't they? Oh, yeah, i put a rug down first. Okay, wise, very wise. <laughs> um, they can actually swim three times faster than they can move on land, and they can also shit out one-third of their body weight. <laughs> one-third? So you really do need that rug down if you value yourself. Oh, I'm putting a rug down, and that's not prison slang. I'm absolutely... <laughs> I'm absolutely going to put a rug down. Oh, my dears. Okay, well, oh, just one more thing. I've got to read this out because um, uh, it, otherwise I will. I really will forget. And we will. Let's just make sure we just promise that next week we'll try and do some, um, we'll do some uh, listeners' communications uh, because it is a bit overdue. But um, we were talking last week about wicker furniture and I wanted to know why it's somehow acceptable Oh yeah, sort of wicker furniture in a conservatory, but nowhere um, else. A chap called Martin Blaylock on uh, YouTube on the YouTube comments 
uh, wrote, so Richard, the frames of wicker furniture are incredibly resilient to changes in temperature through the year. Normal furniture has hardwood frames where the wood and glue can dry out and crack the joints when the conservatory gets warm. Bamboo, brackets wicker, does not react in the same way and is therefore much more stable. That's why there is wicker furniture in conservatories. He ends with saying, bloody awful stuff, though. Temperature change. That's what That's it, it is. And Martin sounds, I mean, he could be making this up, but he speaks with the voice that sounds like authority. So I'm just going to go with that. There we go. A question from last week answered. This is the, the calibre of listener that we have. They are intelligent <laughs> and informed. And I'm <laughs> sorry to all of them that we obviously <laughs> let them down. Uh, anyway, thank you ever so much for listening. We'll be more of this. We'll, we'll be doing more of this next week. Until then, uh, thank you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Just made a big swollen pot of coffee. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.